Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, a lot of times it is difficult uh, for regular citizens, regular people, to find out what politicians are engaged in or not engaged in or how they're engaging in it. Uh, in a new column in the Salt Lake Tribune, Robert Gerke, a great writer, uh, talks about a new ruling that actually has made it even harder for individuals to figure out if something wrong is going on. And Robert joins us now to discuss. Robert, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Boyd. So let, let's get into the, the law part of this in, in terms of the open records law. There's always been a lot of debate about that here in the state of Utah and across the country for that matter. Uh, but yeah. often these laws uh, leave a, the individual citizen in, in the dark on a lot of these things. Uh, so where are we on all this? Yeah, so I mean, these, these laws are sort of built around the premise that residents should have some insight and some knowledge about how government is operating, how it represents them. And so... Um, where we are with this one, uh, we, you know, the, the, there was a gentleman from Utah County named Mark Allen who was trying to find some information um, about a plan to sell part of Bridal Veil Falls to a developer to build a high-end luxury uh, rehab center uh, at the top of it. And so Mark wanted to find out how much contact this, uh, who, who, this, who had been in contact with the commissioners about this project. And so he filed a grandma request, Government Records Access Management Act, uh, which is the open records law, and asked for um, text messages between Commissioner Bill Lee, uh, to and from Bill Lee, about this project. And, and um, it turns out that Bill Lee said he didn't have any um, the, and and this the county told Mark that he couldn't that they couldn't compel him to produce anything because it was done on his private phone and that that that's that's sort of where the this thing this this particular case uh, hinges. Um, you've got public officials doing public business on their private phones, and because they're private phones, it limits the ability of the government entity to get access to yeah. those records or to assure that they've been retained or produced uh, in, in accordance with the law. And so, um, you know, and, and, and the records committee said unanimously that, you know, while they think that if there were text messages there, they should be public records, they don't have the ability either to compel uh, any government official to produce the records. They don't have subpoena power or anything right. like that. And so it just creates this big loophole where um, if, a, if a public official wants to 
avoid the public spotlight or uh, any scrutiny. They can just do this on a private uh, private device, a private computer, or a private cell phone, and the like, and uh, and and then say, "Well, we didn't. You know, I don't have anything that's responsive to that." Yeah, and this is one of those areas that's so always so hard to reform because the people who it's sort of like getting term limits passed. <laughs> the people who have to actually pass it are those that are going to be most impacted by it, and so it, it doesn't seem likely. Uh, you did note in yeah. your column that uh, several years ago uh, there was kind of a movement to make them even harder uh, here in the state, but there was a lot of public backlash. Uh, is there any appetite out there uh, in terms of any kind of reform to make sure we always, you know, we always say uh, light is a, a great uh, disinfectant, uh, yeah. especially yeah. in politics? Um, well, I was contacted by a legislator this morning after after my column ran who said he has opened a bill file to try to address this in the upcoming legislative session. Um, the State Records Committee suggested that when they go to the legislature to make, uh, you know, recommend changes in the upcoming session that this uh, that they encourage them to look at this particular issue. Um, it is, though. I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it. It's a really complicated issue yeah. because you do have a, this balance between public service and a private life. You know, I, I, the, we, we don't necessarily want access to some of, you know, people's photos of their grandkids or things right. like that that are on their private phone. Um, so you've got to find a balance. And, and, and at the end of the day, there's also the problem that if, if a public official doesn't want to comply with the existing law, which, you know, would, would require him to produce these records if they existed, if the public official doesn't want to comply with that, they're not going to or they're going to find a way around it. Um, there's a lot of options. So, uh, I mean, one thing that I thought might work is there is software that um, the federal government uses on, on federal government phones uh, that logs and, and archives text messages and emails and things like that. I, I think that's an option. It might be less expensive than just providing everybody a government phone. But, um, you know, it, it's if we don't if we don't do something to address it, there's there's a, a, a pretty gaping loophole in the law right now. And that and that puts us in a position where the, we, we're kind of at the mercy of the public official who who's, uh, you know, supposed to be working for us. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I really appreciate Robert that you bring up the, just how complicated this is. It's not just a, an easy cut and dry and uh, there are, you know, personal components to that and people are certainly uh have rights to, you know, have their their grandkids photos or their conversation with their spouse uh or yelling yeah. at their children to, you know, get their homework <laughs> done or the trash out. Uh those right. shouldn't, shouldn't be part of that and it is complicated. I I remember back in Washington you you'd see some staffers back there who'd have three phones going, you know, for, you know, political things and government official things and you kind of had to manage all of those uh, and so it is very yeah. complicated that way and uh and of course there is uh, always that space too of uh of private conversations uh but I think we're in this digital age, you know, my I always say the 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 words that should send the shiver up your spine are behind closed doors. Uh, but we sort of have the same thing digitally now uh, with, with yeah. a lot of these things. And uh, it'll be fascinating. What do you see? You see anything uh, particular on the horizon, uh, either here in the state or, or across the country? On this particular issue, you mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think there will be some discussions about how, and if they can address this, um, if maybe, maybe they'll, the conclusion will be that the existing law is adequate, but I, I think there. I, I think to the extent that we have, you know, governments and Utah County is not a small government, but we do have government officials using private devices. There's got to be some um, 
some way for the government entity, if there is a request for the information to access that phone or that device and, and verify uh, independently that there that there's not anything there, and there also has to be a, a requirement that if they're using the private device, they retain these records. You know, right. it's, it's really easy to delete a text message and it's gone forever. And we do so much of our communicating by a text message these yeah. days. You texted me this morning to <laughs> see if I'd be on the show. We do that all the time now. That's the way we do it. So I don't know what you're talking about, Robert. I, I already deleted it. it doesn't, <laughs> no. exist. doesn't exist. No, I just think that you know, with evolving technology, we've yeah, got to make yeah. sure our laws keep up with it, and that there's uh, there's an avenue for the public to get information that it's entitled to. Yeah, fantastic. Robert Gerke from the Salt Lake Tribune, great writer, great thinker, great insight on this one. Uh, much more to come on that conversation, to be sure. Stay with us. Coming up next, three-time gold medalist gymnast Gabby Douglas. My conversation with her right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.